Good morning uh, to our analyst, uh, Mohammed Nala from NetBank Capitals. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Well, Mohammed, it's finally D-Day for the Greek Parliament. What can we expect today? Well, you know, Sakina, this has really been, I guess, the, the, the longest and most dragged out set of negotiations. I mean, even the Iranians came to a deal with the Americans, but the Greeks are still languishing on. Uh, today is D-Day, I guess, for, for PM uh, Alexis Tsipras. Actually, take that uh, creditors deal to his parliament, get some sort of agreement. Uh, and effectively, if they don't, uh, this would then precipitate, I guess, that Brexit. I'm not going to belabor the point. I mean, the listeners are well aware of what's actually happening over there. Uh, at this point in time, it does look as though uh, the Greeks will have to agree in order to get their banks recapitalized by that asset fund that will be set up, uh, I guess, with Greek assets that will be earmarked for privatization. And hopefully this would mean that the Greeks will be able to ease some of those capital controls and allow people access to some of their money in those Greek banks. But keep an eye out on that. And that big event was coupled with Janet Yellen, who starts talking in the U.S. And that's, I guess, some of the, the, the points or the stories that have been dragging on for the last couple of days or so. Uh, but uh, that, that's come to a head and certainly will be watched closely today. And then, of course, uh, good news for the coffee lovers, the coffee geeks, Starbucks coming to South Africa. Yeah, I, I kind of like the story. So, I mean, it, it, Starbucks finally coming to South Africa, I guess you could say that. Uh, it, it's coming under the banner of Taste Holdings, which is a listed company, obviously, on our boards. Uh, and the same guys had brought Domino's Pizza to South Africa as well. So we, we're really starting to see a bit of a proliferation of these brands in the South African market. Uh, and I guess showing you a bit of a maturation in terms of the fact that South African consumers are very brand conscious when it comes to buying uh, foodstuffs. Uh, the fact of the matter, in fact, I saw one of the one of the listeners actually tweeted me yesterday and he said, you know, what does this mean for Taste Holdings? And I said, well, it means you can get overpriced and overhyped copies <laughs> from Starbucks now. Uh, the fact of the matter is that it's likely going to be good news for Taste Holdings. That stock was up over 20% yesterday. Uh, I, I can tell you this. I, again, reminiscent of when Burger King came to South Africa, the first couple of months, the queues are going to be so long that you might as well just avoid it. And then eventually, uh, for those people that, that really have uh, you know, want to try this, your Starbucks, apparently the pricing will be a little bit more favorable. They will be using some local ingredients. So hopefully not as overpriced as I suggested in my initial tweet. Well, that's going to be interesting to see whether they will queue for this as well. And then uh, China's growth, it's uh, beat the estimates as uh, the stimulus kicks in. But um, as the report was pointing out there, you know, the reliability of the Chinese statistics always called into question. Yeah, I mean, the, the opacity of Chinese data is, is well documented. A lot of people are quite skeptical. So the Chinese putting out a GDP number at 7% for the second quarter of this year, and this beating analyst expectations that were slightly more downbeat. Analysts were expecting 6.8%. Uh, and if you have a look at industrial production, remember industrial production is a very large component of Chinese growth. Uh, that arose in June by 6.8%, and fixed asset investment rose by just shy of 11.5% for the first half. So you know, I think I think the underlying numbers that the Chinese are showing are still pointing to the fact that stimulus seems to be having the intended effect in the Chinese economy. But the worry for me is that if, if we look at the first half of this year, I would suspect a significant chunk of that growth will also have been driven 
uh, by, uh, by artificial stimulus, by markets that had been artificially propped up by authorities, and that's not uh, a situation that has changed. I mean, we, we saw the, the, the Chinese stock market crash, or correct, rather, let me say that, correct, and we saw the authorities step in to try and stop that from happening. Uh, so that's not high-quality growth, if you ask me. Uh, and unfortunately, I, like I said time and time again, the Chinese have to come to the harsh realities that structural reforms will need to be made in their economy. And that likely means, if you ask me, that growth in the next two quarters in China will likely slow from these 7% levels to slightly lower and maybe will take overall growth to the year or for the year, rather, just slightly below the 7% mark. It's, it's not a train smash, and a lot of mm. people get too worried about this. It's the world's second largest economy, uh, and if you take into account that even at these current growth rates, it's still significantly higher in nominal terms than it was five years ago, uh, that's not necessarily a bad, a bad story. But people seem fixated on that magic 7% number for now.